You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about how to fund your deals with private money. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Jay Connor. Let me tell you about Jay. He is known as a private money authority. He's been buying and selling houses for 14 years, and he's been involved in over $52 million in transactions. For the past seven years, he has completely automated his seven-figure income business to where he works in his business less than 10 hours per week. And we love that because we're all about productivity. He's a leading expert on private lending. He once raised over $2 million in less than 90 days in private money when he was cut off from the banks. He is a contributing author to the best-selling real estate book, Getting Deals Done in the New Economy. Welcome, Jay. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? <laughs> well, that was a fantastic introduction, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me here on your show. I appreciate the opportunity to um, share you know, some valuable content and important lessons I learned about real estate investing, uh, sort of uh, when there was a bump in the road of being cut off from the banks. And um, so, yes, I've, uh, Carol Joy, my wife and I, as you said, we've been buying and selling houses for 14 years. But um, if time permits, I'll share the story about how being cut off from the banks was actually a huge blessing in disguise. I've discovered, as most people have, you know, the growth takes place when times are challenging and in the valley, not on top of the mountaintop. And so, um, yeah, big blessing in disguise that opened up just this huge world of uh, money and funding for real estate deals that relies nothing on people's credit, their income, or their experience. So, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing part of your day. So that everybody is on the same page, what is your definition of private money? Oh, thank you. So private money, uh, some people when they hear private money, they're actually thinking hard money. And so for those that have never heard of private money or hard money, I'll, I'll give you a quick similarity and then the definition of the private money versus hard money. Uh, hard money is typically uh, collateralized loans that are not from like your local bank or you know big institutions, but hard money lenders are actually brokers of money and funding to where they actually go to the private lenders, to the sources, individuals, to get the funding, and then they mark the rates up and charge origination fees and pull your credit and, and all that, which makes it difficult to do business. And their terms are typically only six months or one year, and they have renewal fees. A private lender, on the other hand, is an individual just like you, just like me, that loans money to real estate investors, either from their uh, liquid capital or from their retirement accounts. And that's huge. 
You know, Nancy, I didn't even know until uh, about eight, almost nine years ago, that there's a way that people can actually invest and truly self-direct their retirement funds by using an IRS-approved vehicle called self-directed IRAs. And they can loan that money out, get unlimited returns per year, tax-free and penalty-free. And um, it's one of those big little-known secrets out there. In fact, I'm a private lender myself using my retirement funds. So a private lender is an individual that uh, invests or loan their money to real estate investors. Um, and again, the interest rates are much lower than hard money, and the, and the terms are much more flexible. That is awesome. So is the money only for real estate investments, or can some of our entrepreneurs use private lending to fund their own businesses? Yeah, so private lending typically does require collateral uh, or, you know, some type of collateral to put up for the money. But, yes, uh, private lenders loan money not only on real estate but, you know, others as well. And plus also with a self-directed IRA company, they don't have to use the retirement funds only to invest in real estate. Uh, In fact, there's a very, very short list um, that you can't invest in. Um, So, yes, good question. So how and where do people find private money in their own local area? That's one of your specialties, right, Jay? Absolutely. I'm known as the private money authority, and um, my wife and I, we're doing like 31 uh, single-family house deals this year. Uh, average profits at $64,000. Um, so we're actually doing the business, but we also teach the business. We're at about 35 venues a year sharing with other real estate investors how to use the private money. So where can you find it? First of all, uh, private money is found in what I call your warm market, people that you have some type of relationship with or there's some type of contact that you already have. And, and of course, I teach the, the, the five easy steps on how to do business with people that are in your warm market. The other primary category are existing private lenders that are already loaning their money out to other real estate investors. And when I started in the business, Nancy, I did it the hard way looking for existing private lenders. I hired my attorney's paralegal to once a month search our uh, public records, tax records, etc., here in our county to look for individuals that had mortgages or deeds of trust and were loaning out to other individuals. Well, I'd only find like one or two a month. So about seven years ago, we developed this um, sophisticated software that once a month goes out across all public records in the nation looking for individuals uh, in public records that have loaned money out to other real estate investors. And we have about 12,000 of those private lenders and deals come into our data feed every month um, that we make available to our students, of course. So the two categories are your warm market, you got some type of relationship, and existing private lenders. So there's a place for existing private traditional lending, and there's a place for private money. When should we use private money, and when should we use the traditional lending so we don't waste you know, up to thousands of dollars? Right, sure. So private money is used uh, a lot of times when you need to close quickly. So I put on all of my offers on the uh, houses that we're looking to purchase, we can close in seven calendar days or less, 
Whereas a traditional closing may take, you know, at least 30 days, a lot of times 45 days or longer to close. I tell you, Nancy, in the world of mortgages, I'm surprised anything ever closes. My lands, what do they keep doing with the W-2s that they, people send in? But anyway, um, for closing quickly, uh, that's a big one. Also, if you have, if, if the real estate investor has some credit challenges, private money is the answer for that because private money has got nothing to do with your credit score. Um, it's all based on the collateral. Um, another reason is that most lenders will only advance 65 to 80% of the purchase price. In the world of private money, in a lot of cases, you can get 100% of your purchase price because we're buying at deeply discounted prices. And if you're going to rehab the property, you can also get your rehab money up front. So private money puts you in control, uh, a whole lot more control of the deal than answering to the rules of, say, a traditional lender. Love that. So I had the amazing opportunity to speak at Quicken Loans, one of the largest mortgage companies in the U.S. here in Detroit, and I got to see their CEO talk, who also owns the Cavs, the Cleveland Cavs, which is cool. One of their goals is to find a way to close loans so much faster. So you're already on it by seven days. They're trying to get it much, much faster. So it's interesting you bring up that point. Yes, yes. It's a, I mean, it's a, those points that I brought out, those are the, the major differences between, you know, going by the mortgage lender's rules versus sort of setting your own rules. I love that because I'm a real estate investor myself, and I have maxed out my number of private loans because I've got 10 units. And after right. that, you're like, not so much. Plus, it's, what, 30 35% down? Although I was lucky. I got in when it was only 10. But are the rates a lot higher with private money versus traditional lending? Right. So let me compare those uh, as of today's, uh, you know, reports on, on, on your show here. So hard money, I'll start from hard money, I'll go down to the bottom. Hard money uh, between origination fees averaging points right now, four points, an average rate of 14%. And if you aren't cashed out in six months to a year, of course, they'll renew for more money, about 2%. So the first year in hard money is about 20%, very, very, very high. In the world of private money, right now the average national rates doing businesses with individuals is between 7 and 8% with no origination fees and no renewal fees. So it's just that straight 7 to 8%. And then your traditional mortgage lender for commercial properties right now is probably hanging around round figures six percent five and three quarter percent so you've got that range you know but again i'm willing to pay and happy to pay the seven to eight percent to private money with no fees no renewal fees and give me so much more control now if i'm going to buy and hold i don't want to keep paying you know seven or eight percent I'm going to get the property, rehab it if necessary, and then get it seasoned with get the property seasoned with having rent history coming in with uh, with tenants, so that may perhaps down a year down the road, then we'll just refinance through a traditional uh, lender. I like that. Those are really good, really good ideas. So, what are some of the common questions that the private lenders are going to ask that a new investor might be caught off guard? They don't know what to say, not prepared for the answer. 
Oh, yes. Excellent. So, you know, of course, the first thing they want to know is the interest rate, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but there's some questions that I've been asked over the past nine years that you'll definitely want to be ready for. One question is, well, is there, is there a penalty if I call the note due early? In other words, is there a penalty to the private lender for calling the note due early? Um, and typically in these programs, there are. Typically, there's a 5% penalty to the private lender if they call the, the note due early. In my program, we have no penalty to the private lender. All we say is if you need your money back in case of an emergency, all you have to do is give us a 90-day notice that you need to call the note due, and that gives us plenty of time to recollateralize your note or rather get another note for this collateral and cash you out for the funds of another private lender. In the real world, in the past, coming up on, you know, eight years, of, you know, we've, Carol Joy and I have now got 45 private lenders funding just our business, you know. Uh, we've only had two small notes called due, and that, both of them were due to medical emergencies. So, number one, how can you get your private lender's money back to them early in case they need it? The second thing they're going to want to know is, and so be ready for this answer, the, the private lender will ask the real estate investor, what happens if I'm already engaged in a note and you die? How am I protected? Well, they're protected and can be protected in a number of ways. First of all, we don't borrow more than 75% of the after-repaired value on any property. So if the borrower... Uh, does die, then if the executor wants to reduce the price of the house if it's not sold um, to 75% or 80%, got to pay the realtors 80% of, of its value, the private lender can still be made whole. Um, another way that the private lenders can be protected is the real estate investor can get a blanket life insurance policy that is only uh, used for paying off the private lenders in the case of death. So you want to be ready for that question. Um, now, the first one of the first things I want to know is, what is your minimum amount that I can invest with you? So you want to have that answer. In my case, the minimum now is $30,000 because I can't buy a house for 30000 but I can certainly rehab a house for 30000 So I could use that money for rehab money. You can have multiple mortgages uh, or loans collateralized by the same property. So you may have one in first position that's used for the purchase, and then you may have a second lender in second position with a smaller amount that's just used for the rehab. But um, you want to be careful and not borrow more than a total loan-to-value of 75%. Uh, on any given property. But those are a few of the questions you definitely want to be ready to answer. Yeah, that's really helpful. I didn't think of any of those. So are you, do you lend as well, or do you just teach people where to find the money? Both and all the above. I teach them where to find it. Uh, we actually have a matching program where we match lenders with borrowers. I am a private lender myself. And uh, obviously, and I borrow a lot of private money. The beautiful thing about being a private lender is that truly is passive income. You just sit back and collect checks while your note is collateralized, and it's a safe and secure uh, investment. Right. Very smart. I've always learned you want to be the bank. You got that right. <laughs>
the bank of J C, the bank of J. Yeah, we can say all sorts of stuff to make That's your, right. your bank. That's awesome. So, um, how about this one? Can you share a tip or technique to get private lenders to offer you more money than they say they have? I know you've got some ideas of that, right? <laughs> well, exactly. Well, that triggers this thought. They always have more than they initially tell you. A lot of times, you know, as with you know, any any new thing that people become involved with is, um, you know, you want to test the waters. They, you know, they want to get their toe in the water. And, and you want to be prepared for this as well. When you tell them the minimum, a lot of times that's what they're going to want to start with. So here's uh, how we get, the, get them to invest more, and it's a win-win for all parties. I tell my, my new private lenders, I can put your 30000 to work on a rehab deal, but it's going to take a good deal longer to be able to invest that money because I've got to wait until I have a deal come along that all I have the money for is just the purchase. I said, however, with $100,000 or more, we can put that money to, to work for you much, much quicker. And what we have found is that Private lenders, when they've got investment capital that's not getting them a high rate of return safely and securely, they really want the money deployed. So being able to put the money to work quicker will make the private lender much happier to go ahead and perhaps add some to what they say they have so they can go ahead and get their money to work. And, you know, these rates, I mean, 7 8%. And by the way, it's interest-only payments. That's a win-win for everybody. Interest-only reduces the monthly payment going out but an interest-only payment to the private lender, they're making more money on the deal. Because if they're paying principal and interest, then part of their principal is being paid down, and they don't have all of their you know, investment capital at work. So uh, giving them the incentive to put the, their funds to work quicker uh, will sometimes um, incentivize the private lender to offer more money up front. So I think we've got a little bit of time before I ask my final two questions about tell us how you said learning from a mistake was actually a blessing in disguise. I don't remember how you worded it. Oh, yes, yes. So up until eight years ago, <clears throat> I was relying on the local banks to fund our deals. And so I was at the mercy of them, their rules and all that. And so I remember... So this was six years into doing the business. I remember being in my office right where I am now, and I called up my banker, uh, whose name was Steve, the operative word being was. <laughs> so I called up my banker, and I had two deals under contract with proper uh, with profits and equity exceeding $100,000 on these two deals. And I told Steve um, where they were located, and I'd had this conversation many times with my banker, uh, the amount needed to fund the deal, the um, you know the after repaired value, when I wanted to close on the deals, and so <laughs> Steve went quiet on me on the other end of the line, which is never a good sign, and he cleared his throat and he said, "Jay, I'm sorry, but the bank has collapsed your line of credit," and I thought for a moment, I never heard of a line of credit being collapsed, but I know it doesn't sound good. I said, "What do you mean?" He says, uh, well, the real estate or the bank is just not loaning money out to real estate investors anymore now. And, of course, Nancy, you and your, member, your uh, listeners will remember what was going on in 2008, 2009, when, I mean, funding across the globe 
cut off, just like a spigot. And so right there in that conversation, I realized I had made a big mistake. A mentor of mine uh, taught me years ago the most dangerous number in any business is the number one. Having only one banker, one lender, one contractor, one electrician, one plumber, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I learned right there that when I'm in business, I want to make sure that I've got a backup relationship at least on any part of my important team members and positions that they play in. So I also learned in that experience that I cannot fail in anything unless or until I choose to quit. And so quitting was not an option for me. I had a lot of motivation and desire on those two deals that I'm getting ready to lose over $100,000. So in less than two weeks, my definition of coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. So in less than two weeks, I was introduced to this wonderful world of private money because I was seeking, seeking the answer and the solution. And so my banker did me a big favor. I had only a million-dollar line of credit at the time. In less than 90 days, I had $2,150,000 from private money. And then it wasn't long after that, as we, do now have, as we now have, we have $5 million, almost $6 million in private money that we just invest and continue to invest with our private lenders. That's nuts. That's amazing. I can't believe you pulled that off. So what, oh, yes. How long did it take you to figure that out? Well, two weeks. I'd never heard of private lending or private money. And, of course, these deals were still under contract. So I called up a friend of mine in Greensboro, North Carolina. Carol Joy and I live right here in Moorhead City, North Carolina. We're at the southernmost tip of the Outer Banks on the coast of North Carolina. I called up a friend of mine who was a real estate investor in Greensboro, and I told him what had happened. I said, what are my options? And quitting is not one of them. And so he had recently heard about private money and private lending. And um, so then I set it up on it and we put, put the strategies. Actually, I created my own strategies on how to go find it quickly. And, um, and that's how I'm the expert in the field of private money is because I've raised so much of it. And I've taught thousands of my students on how to go get the money quickly as well. That is amazing. So let's jump to our fun question that we ask everybody on this show, and then you can share how people can connect with you if they'd like to learn a little bit more about the Private Money Authority and your classes. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay, so my favorite question. Jay, if you had one more hour in your day, so 25 hours every day, how would you spend that extra hour? Oh, wow. Well, I would take advantage of the hour in the way I should be taking advantage of part of an hour right now. And that is, I'm so passionate about what I do and what I teach and the people that I work with. Um, My challenge is balance, okay? I'm so passionate about my work, I don't even think of it as work, and so I work a lot. So I'm not exercising uh, and having quiet time to myself as much as I would like. This week is in, it's better. I got on the Stairmaster twice. I love the Stairmaster. But, yes, I would use that extra hour uh, quiet time 
uh, prayer, meditation, and exercise. Excellent. That's a very popular answer. <laughs> well, I was, I was wondering, I've been interviewed by many podcasters, but I, hadn't, I haven't been asked that one. <laughs> and, you know, and I know we're about out of time, but one way that I'm really, really efficient and productive is that I discovered this world of virtual assistance about seven years ago. And so as a result, the majority of the people that are doing tasks for me are virtual assistants, and they only bill by the minute, and so that helps make me very, very efficient and effective. Excellent. That's one thing that I teach my clients is you figure out what your magic number is, basically what you make per hour. So if um, you're already in the millions, you're basically 500 an hour, you should outsource anything that's $499 or less. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. Um, you know, I, I tell people, I tell people, I say, now, you know, if mowing your lawn is true therapy to you and you really enjoy it, mow your lawn. But just, you know, that concept, Nancy, just hit me in the face about five years ago. Any activity that I'm doing at any given time, if I can outsource that activity for 30 bucks an hour, while I'm doing that activity, I'm only earning 30 bucks an hour. There you go. Excellent. That's so, so true. So tell people, tell the listeners, how can they work more closely with you? And if you've got any special information that would be of interest? Oh, sure. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I've got two free gifts for your listeners, Nancy. They can either download these gifts uh, straight to their, their laptop, or we'll ship and mail to them the, uh, the actual hard copies. One is my book, The New Masters of Real Estate, Getting Deals Done in the New Economy. Uh, I'll be glad to autograph that book if they want to request it. And I also have an audio recording titled, How I Raised $2,150,000 in Less Than 90 Days When Cut Off from the Banks. Again, download our CD, and here's how your listeners can get these free gifts. Go to www.jayconner.com forward slash, and then all in lower caps, Nancy Gaines, N-A-N-C-Y-G-A-I-N-E-S. Wow, that's really generous. Absolutely. Glad to do it as a thank you for listening. And, and of course, going to that website, they'll see how they can connect with me as well if they'd like to connect beyond the uh, free gifts. Excellent. Why don't you give the website one more time? Sure. So that website, one more time, is www.jayconner.com forward slash Nancy Gaines. And the Nancy Gaines must be all in lowercase. The after the forward slash is case sensitive. Awesome. Jay, what else would you like to add that I didn't even think to ask you about on this podcast? Mm. Well, I'll be glad to share one of my favorite quotes that I actually uh, uh, came up with myself to help me be more efficient, and that is successes are scheduled. Successes are scheduled. We don't just, you know, by accident, we're successful. It's scheduled. In fact, I don't have much of a to-do list anymore these days. Um, I take my to-do list and I schedule it on the calendar, each activity in block time, so then I know not only will it get done, but when it will get done. Successes are scheduled. I love that. That's a great way to wrap up the show. Jay, thanks so much for being on our show. You gave us lots of tips. We've never heard some of these before, so very, very cool. Listeners, I just added some rapid results 
days on my calendar for Q1. This is where you accelerate your business in just one day instead of coaching, which can take many, many weeks or months. Go to nancygaines.com slash rapid results to learn more. If you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.